Ahoy, everyone. Welcome to episode two of The Shipping Manifest. Today, Kelsey and I are going to be talking all about Batman. And sometimes we get a little distracted. That's just going to happen. Uh, we get very passionate about Batman, but I hope you really enjoy it. Uh, I had a lot of fun recording it. And uh, I'm going to let you know ahead of time, there's going to be a weird kind of section in the middle where we lost our connection. Tried to get it back up as soon as possible, so there's a little bit of discussion about uh, potential uh, tattoo that, uh, that gets cut off a bit. But uh, anyways, I hope you enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Hello. Hello. I just burped so loud, and I'm so glad that it was after, or it was before. Oh. The recording started because it was one of those that I couldn't stop. <laughs> that's how we get the list. That's how we get popular. Is <laughs> just starting off strong with a paper. Didn't you learn anything from the 90s? <laughs> no, I try to forget the 90s. Only, only 90s kids will get this. You know, you gotta, <laughs> anyone else. It's just going to sound like gibberish. I just, listen, it's, I try to forget the 90s because a lot of the fashion choices were mistakes. I mean, sure, but the, like, they're coming back. Like, it's here. I know, which is disappointing. No kidding. Uh, the, the resurgence of tie-dye uh, just makes no sense to me. And just like, I'm okay with a crop top, but like, a crop top vest not a great look like like a little cowpoke not even like it's <laughs> like it's like the weird like clueless style like vest but also a crop top it's not a good look Oof. just anything worn in the show clueless probably shouldn't have come back yeah i, I think the movie, clueless either either um yeah i guess there was a tv show also <laughs> that only had Two of the original actors in it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Am Amber was the same person. So three. Yeah, three. That, that, was, that was who they got to come back. The weird thing is, uh, I think I learned about sex from that show. Because uh, I think that was like 95, 96. I'm like six, seven. And they had it on... Uh, yeah. There's a, I remember that so vividly. I remember from the show, but they're at a uh, movie theater, like on a date. It's, it's Cher and uh, some other guy, because it wasn't Paul Rudd, obviously. And, no. And they started making out, and like it got very passionate. And, uh, the song uh, "All Stop the World and With You" came on. And I was just like, oh, this is sex. Like, that, that's what my went to. Uh, I have no idea why. Um, it, 96 to 99. Wow. Three, 93 years. Because <laughs> I, I, I genuinely did not think it went past one, but I guess it was decently popular. 62 episodes, three seasons. Wow. 
Yeah. Just uh, just missed that uh, that syndication bump. Yeah. Well, we're yeah, better we're, off. We're probably better off for that. Um, well, how how have you been? How have you been in the past couple of weeks? You have a good uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I was. At, I went to Caitlin's house and um, hung out with her parents and some of her neighbors and Jesse and. That was nice. How was your Thanksgiving? Oh, I mean, you know, I, I had a get-together with one half of my family, and then me and my sister had dinner with, uh, with my grandma. So hmm. uh, I, had, I had a double Thanksgiving, which meant I was extra, extra tired. Yeah, no shit. Because uh, that, was, that was a lot of socializing for me. <clears throat> and a lot of food. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. There were four original cast members. I'm still on Clueless. Oh, really? Um, the uh, Murray's friend was also still there. Okay. Donald Donald Faison's friend was still the same guy. And I I don't remember that guy. That's okay. He's pretty un he's pretty unmemorable because he was the friend of Donald Faison. So yeah. Like when when you're competing against Donald Faison, he's gonna be the one you remember. Exactly. Which is why he went on to illustrious career on Scrubs. Yeah, I mean he's he's wonderful, and he needs to be in more stuff. Like agreed. How how are we robbed of so much good Donald Faison content that we have to only only see him in that weird, uh, uh, (laughs) the like Aetna commercials. Like it, where it's just like a bunch of TV doctors uh, on there, and that's the only thing. Yeah. I'm like, what? What are we doing here? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's just. Maybe he's taken. He's got a lot of fucking money now, man. Sure. From he from this like the royalties from Clueless. Every time that show is or every time that movie's on, plus mm-hmm. you know the syndication royalties of Scrubs, plus how much how he made per episode. And he was on until the end. Mm-hmm. Like he like saw it through to even that last season we don't talk about. Yeah, that uh, that season. I think I only, I think I only saw like one or two episodes, and I was like, "Oh, Dave Franco's." No. You be nice to Dave Franco. <laughs> I love Dave Franco. He's the tolerable Franco that we know of. He's married to Allison Brie. How bad could he be? You, you have a point you have a point and maybe maybe that's just some like residual saltiness that he's married to uh Allison I'm like <clears throat> you I mean I guess <laughs> all right so today we're talking about Batman uh let's let's just get right into it uh we're gonna discuss the ships of Batman, uh, the good ones, the bad ones, the stuff in between, uh, because there are for sure bad ones. Um, but do you have one that you want to start off with? Um, not particularly, but I did come up with a great thought today because I was cleaning my apartment and it was, I wanted to remind myself to share this I was texting Chris thoughts that I had because I was rocking out to Queen Mm. while I cleaned my apartment and it just came to my head that every time one of Bruce's ridiculous 
public romances ends, the boys sing Another One Bites the Dust to each other. <laughs> <laughs> and they've done that with every relationship except the recent one with Selena because that one was like a real thing. Yeah, that was that one hurts. That one hurts. That one hurts. But you know, Jason started and they're like, no, 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 no. This one, we don't do that for this one. Yeah, we we can't. Uh, he's he's very emotionally raw. Right he's now. very upset. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, we can we can just start there with uh, with Bruce and Selena. Uh, yeah, it's one that I have uh, some complicated feelings about because I I love Selena. Uh, she's she's just one of the coolest, most interesting characters out there. Um, because for most of her existence, she has been the most self-sufficient character. Like she, she doesn't need anyone to get by. She, she purely can just do whatever she wants and she's good. Um, so when, when you put her with Bruce and then you add this layer of like, uh, it's it's kind of a weird uh, man pain thing where it it's like I need to fix you, uh, and that gets very weird and gross. Um, but their interplay is also very cute a lot of the time. So there's there's definitely positives and negatives to to the relationship. Yeah. Um... I'm in the camp of I don't like them. You don't? I don't like them together. I don't. I didn't. I was kind of pulling for the wedding to not happen. So it kind of went the way that, spoilers, it went the way that I wanted it to go and that they did not get married. Well, I mean, if you, if you, if you are ever in the camp of I hope these two characters don't get married, you're more than likely going to get away. Right, right, right. But it's like it was... My issue with it is entirely based off of the fact that, like, they can't be together without fundamentally changing something about themselves. Mm -hmm. And it will never be a permanent, it can never be a permanent situation because she would either have to give up basically her entire existence of being, you know, a thief and, you know, doing what she does and being self-sufficient and to have him be on any level with her that he can trust her or accept her or, you know, commit himself to her because she's still a criminal. Yeah. And like, she might not be a violent murder criminal. You know, she might not, she might be more of a anti-hero in the sense that she doesn't, you know, she, she more, she is more likely to help the bat family and is kind of part of the bat family than she is to go against them. But at the end of the day, she's still criminal. She still commits crimes. Right. And so... Yeah, when, for- when she... The, the whole existence of her helping the Bat family seems to be predicated on uh, her being able to do it at her... Uh, on her level. She has to be the one offering the help. Um, whereas if I think if they were married, she would feel forced into it she would feel forced to do the good thing which i don't think i think when she is helping them yes it is a choice that she is making 
But I think she's making that choice because she actually likes them as people. And like, at the end of the day, the comparison of like, Selena Kyle Catwoman versus some of their other rogues, she's kind of real low on their totem pole of of concerns. Hmm. Like if your choices go after Catwoman who just, you know, maybe broke into a house and stole some fancy jewelry versus the Joker who is rampaging through Gotham, you're going to go for the Joker and you're just going to kind of be like, Selena, you know better, and then, like, leave. Because you know that when it's with Selena, she's not going to kill anyone. Right. I mean, she's, she's, not, she's not starting out with the intention of causing mayhem or hurting anybody or, you know, she's, she's kind of that little bit of a Robin Hood mentality where she robs from the rich and she herself is poor, so... <laughs> She is, I, these are, I'm not hurting anybody who can't afford to be hurt. Right. You know, she's not going and taking it. She's not just taking money. You know, she's not a, she's not a, arguably people on Wall Street are worse than she is in sense of being criminals because they're taking money from people who don't necessarily have it and trusting them with it. Right. You know, so she lives in kind of the gray area of, is she really a villain? Yes, technically she's still breaking laws, but no but would you she's taking it from people who can afford it and so it's it's you know if you can afford to have that necklace you know you can also afford to lose it and so there's some of that gray area and that moral moral gray area that she lives in that it's again it's there it's not going to be a priority and she is not going to be a violent offender unless she's in a situation where she needs to defend herself. And in that case, it would be self-defense. You know, she's not going out to hurt people. Right. But she would still have to change that about herself to have any sort of relationship with Bruce or Bruce is going to have to accept about her, which he kind of struggled in leading up to this wedding of dealing with, Oh, but you're still a criminal. And I have to like accept that about you because I don't want to change you as a person, but also like I'm, fucking batman and my whole life has been fighting crime right and so you still count as crime and so it was kind of one of those this is never going to work out on the batman catwoman aspect of it and also like it wasn't really going to work out on the bruce selena aspect of it either because there was they even talked about it like leading up to the wedding how they were getting married as batman and catwoman but bruce wayne publicly was still going to be single Right. And it was like, so you can't, this is a woman that you publicly can't marry because there'd be too many questions about why is the wealthiest man in Gotham and one of the wealthiest men in the DC universe marrying a woman who is a known thief. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like this, there's no, where did they meet? How did this happen? Like, oh, he's fucking Batman. That's how. Like, there's no, also, how is, like, why is Bruce Wayne marrying Catwoman? And then, uh, then clearly all the tabloids are like, uh, Bruce Wayne has lost his mind. He's clearly getting scammed. He's going to lose everything that he has because he, you know, got distracted by, by this woman. And that that is a known thief and and yeah there's it's sad to say but yeah there's just no way that it can work out yeah and so you know and it's even even the stuff when they're planning the wedding Mm -hmm. she obtains she gets her wedding dress she's marrying somebody who is very clearly like whatever you want I'm I'm here to you know I have I'm wealthy I have so much fucking money I have more money than 
anybody knows what to do with, please, by all means, you can get whatever you want. You can buy whatever dress you want. We don't really have a budget. Like, he could do whatever he wanted with this wedding. Mm-hmm. And she steals her wedding dress. Because and there's, that's who she is. Th- because that's who she is. She doesn't need to steal her wedding dress. She could just go in with and do it like a normal human being and go in with her bridesmaids and try on dresses and pick out one and then buy it with Bruce's credit card. Right. And it would have never been, and it would have been totally fine and on the level. Mm-hmm. But she goes after hours, breaks into a store, tries on a bunch of dresses, steals the champagne in the, that's in the store, mm-hmm. try, picks out the one that she wants and takes it home and sneaks it into a closet. And see, Alfred sees her coming in, hiding the dress. And she's like, don't tell. And it's like, if you can't tell your husband to be that you stole the wedding dress mm-hmm. that you're going to wear to your wedding then that is a sign that this wedding is not going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> like, this marriage is not long for this world. Absolutely. And so uh, those are all absolutely valid points. But the, the one thing that I want to put out there as just kind of an argument in favor of them as a couple, uh, just because I think that we've been pretty negative about, about it so far Um and it's that double date issue with uh, Clark and Lois. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying that they're not adorable. Right. And I'm not saying that they don't have chemistry. They absolutely do. I just think on a fundamental level. But yes, that double date issue is, is adorable. That, that's, one of my, that's one of my favorite issues of comics ever because it, yeah. it just, it's so um, wholesome. And, and it's something that you don't really get a whole lot in, especially Batman comics where, uh, it, it just lets them have fun and and be people uh, as opposed to just constantly brooding over you know justice and stuff like that it was it was a nice break from that so uh, that's think, what it was designed to do give you hope that this relationship was gonna work out and, it, and, and it, guess what it fucking won't <laughs> totally swerved me which should have been which should have been our first clue because if we've learned anything from Tom King, we can't have nice things. No, not at all. <laughs> so we should have known, oh, this is arguably some of the best things best comics I've ever re- read in my entire life. Oh, so everything's going to shit, right? Mm-hmm. No there are no nice things. No especially such- when you're a Batman. No such thing. Uh, okay, so uh, do you do you want to rank this? Uh, where where do you where do you think it should go on the list? Um, do you? Have I mean, the list open. Huh? Do you have the list list open? No, I'm okay. going from memory. But I mean, arguably, I I mean, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't rank it as low as, you know, Babs and Bruce, but like, no. it's not. It's not in my top anything, so it, I could just comfortably squeak it in under whatever our last one is. But you can rank it wherever you want to, because I it's not a sh- it's not for me. So so where, where I'm thinking we put it is in between Dick and Corey and Babs and Luke. Uh, That's fair because I I think it's better than Babs and Luke, but pr- probably not as good as Dick and Corey. Yeah. yeah. Well, hi. Sorry, it's the time of the evening where Tiger has decided it is 
roll all over mom time. Yeah, uh, I'm dealing with uh, Grayson uh, watching my TV and he keeps trying to jump up on the table that it's on. Hmm. So I'm having to quietly uh, shoo him off of that so he doesn't knock over that freaking TV. <laughs> so like like parallax did to me constantly and i had to replace my tv three times mm-hmm. exactly so i'm i'm nervous but i've got that's okay i've got a, I've got a let's play of tetris going on and he is very interested i have cupcake wars going on um and parallax is actually calm and gentle and sleeping on my foot next to me but tiger and which is rare that he is ever doing anything calm or gentle. Bringing up is, I think, a top shooter. Uh, I think I think this is going to go pretty high for both of us. Um, and that is Batman and Wonder Woman. Um, yeah, that's up there right at the top for me. Uh, I think they are one of the best possible couples because it's this situation where Diana is one of the only people in the world who can be not only on the same level as Bruce, but she can totally like match wits and put him off guard in a way that nobody else really can. Uh, because he he kind of turns into a teenage boy when he when he's with her. Absolutely. But he's he's like really trying hard to be like, no, I'm I'm Batman. I'm I'm, I'm something special. And she's Batman. Just like, sure, Batman you know. doesn't get boners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't get boners. You you boners. I have trained for years to regulate myself so that I don't get a boner. <laughs> Uh, and I, th- I think their, their relationship, their interplay is super great because uh, on the other end of things, I don't think any, uh, any potential uh, relationship for Wonder Woman ever makes sense unless it's Bruce. Uh, because, like, sure, Steve Trevor was cute and all in, in the movie, but, like, if you read the comics, Steve Trevor sucks. He is so boring and so nothing. And like the idea of Wonder Woman settling for this guy, because that's exactly what it would be. She would be settling for Steve Trevor. I mean, yeah, but I would settle for Chris Pine. (laughs) If he was Chris Pine, I would be like, oh, okay, I guess. But you have to think about like over the course of, her you know close to 90 year uh run like he's been chris pine once (laughs) no i know i'm just saying if he was chris pine which is huge for me to say because that movie made me like chris pine Mm -hmm. i have never been a chris pine fan but some for some reason watching him like moon over gail gadot was just like yeah, okay. The, the, way, yeah, I get it. the way he looks at her in that movie is just the most pure thing in the world. Like, you, you just feel this awe uh, from him, which is, which is wonderful. But she'd still be settling for him. No, I, I agree. I think, 
I also, you know, back to the same kind of story arc with Bruce and Selena, the the issue where he goes off with Diana and it's like it's during it's like the super friends. So that's right after the two issues with Superman and Lois mm-hmm. um, where he goes off with Diana and they're like fight it in this like like they have this deal with this guy in an in another in an alternate dimension that he's just constantly fighting his whole life mm-hmm. against an endless horde of oncoming villains and they made he had helped them with something at one point and they said if he ever wanted a day off they would go and for 24 hours fight the endless horde mm. but for them 24 hours is going to be 30 years right and for him 24 hours is exactly 24 hours because time passes differently mm-hmm. so they are you know off in this dimension shortly after he gets engaged to selena the guy comes and is like hey i want a break to hang out with my wife for a day and they're like okay and bruce is just kind of like i gotta go i made a deal Mm -hmm. going with diana Mm -hmm. don't be insecure about this and then they end one of the the first issue they end with them almost making out and then of course the second issue they're like oh they didn't make out but it's like I would have been totally fine with Bruce cheating on Selena with Diana. Yeah. Because the whole time, especially when she's drawn by Joelle Jones, uh-huh. and like I'm just sitting there being like, "Yeah, kiss." Because you have way more chemistry in these past two issues than Bruce and Selena have had in the past fifty. Mm-hmm. And and it's and it's one of those things that has they've they've nailed it in comics. They've nailed it on the cartoons. Uh, the like everything between them in Justice League is like oh you clearly love each other you yeah clearly crazy about each other um, and and even in uh, the the just and Batman versus Superman and Batman versus Superman uh, you can say whatever you want about those movies but the the uh, relationship and the connection between uh, Bruce and Diana. In, in those two movies are worth like everything. Like they are so perfect. And Bruce and Ben Affleck hits that um, constant awe sort of thing. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when she, when they're at that party in Batman versus Superman, which is the only part of Batman versus Superman that I remember is just any of the interactions between Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm. And just, Every time she one-ups him or, like, she he sees her, he's just like, oh, I would let her fuck me up. Mm. Like, the, just he constantly looks like he has a – he is instantly getting a boner mm-hmm. and that he needs – he – if she just looked at him the same way, he would just drop his pants right there and he would be like, just, you can fuck me up. <laughs> fuck me all the way up. Like, I, you can do whatever you want to me. I'm fine with it. And like, it is so rare to get Batman on any level to just moon over someone. Mm-hmm. Like you can say whatever you want about any other ship of his. And like, that's fine. I can get on what on most of those trains, but like, this is the only one where it's 100% Bruce Wood. Mm-hmm. like in any situation, in any circumstance, you feel from him that he is just, completely smitten with her oh yeah and it is not just a oh 
I'm attracted to you on a physical level. It's not a, oh, and that kind of, you know, oh, you know, we're, we, we're good together on a chemistry level. It is 100%. I like you. I like what you're about. I want to be all over you. Mm-hmm. And it's very, it's rare to see him at that level of like a, a teenage boy or like a giggly or like almost just awkward. And, and I, I don't know how I'm usually suave, cool billionaire guy and I'm Batman. And mm-hmm. in this, when I talk to Diana, I'm like, I don't, I like, bread what i have what you like pants like i have he can't i can just completely see him just losing all faculties and just being like i don't my brain shut off and i'm completely think all of my blood immediately rushed to my boner and 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 there's that episode of uh justice league unlimited where uh they get turned into kids and the way yes. that he he like he puts on that like I'm a teenage boy, I'm I'm acting all tough and everything. But then like when uh, Diana does something awesome, and John's like, "Oh shit, that was awesome!" And he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> you you totally it, it, on every single level, you see Bruce just head over heels with Diana." And, yeah. and the the episode where she gets turned into a pig by Cersei and Batman rallies the goddamn troops to to get to fix that and you get Buona Beast and you get Red Tornado in there and he's just going after it and then he has to go into Cersei's realm. He has to drop all of his defenses to sing. Uh, this song to, to like free her soul and like get her turned back and it's the only time that I can think of where Batman is willing to just drop all the pretense uh, and and do whatever he has to just to, to save her uh, yeah and, and I he he's never done that for anyone else like he he always like has to Batman his way out of it. Um, yeah. Where that was just like this this uh, moment of uh, expressing true vulnerability. And, and uh, like, that's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in a cartoon. Like, it was so sweet. Um, and and I, I love it. I love them as a pair. I think they're uh, just freaking fantastic. And I think also just on her side too is like she he's one of the few men that she can see as an equal. Mm-hmm. Like she can go, okay, but I still accept that you're a man, a man, so you're inferior to me. But I can see you as almost equal to me. Like I think that's why the Trinity works is because she can accept both of them as equals. Mm-hmm. And she's you know he doesn't have any superpowers. He's just a human man. But he's smart and he's cunning and he has all of this training. And so he can go a couple rounds with her before he's spent. Mm-hmm. And that impresses, I think, to her that is, you know, I could, I could, I could with you. And I could, you know, be fine with that. And I can respect you on a level that I can't really respect other men. Right. And also she just thinks he's adorable. And I, I just love it. She's just, she also is just kind of like... Oh, yeah, you're cute, and I would 
you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's precious. It, they are precious. Total two-way street where there's no traffic jam. Like, everything's just flowing perfectly. Um, I, I think they are one of the best ships out there. Um, so now we come to the question, is this better or worse than Babs and Dick? Um, I mean, I feel like they're equal to me, like they're neck and neck. Like I would put them both up at the top. For me, um, just based on how we've been talking about it and, and comparing it to our discussion about Babs and Dick. I I think it's our new number one. I mean, I don't know if I would put it as our new number one, partly because it's never, they've never actually like fully committed to it in yeah. a way that they have with Babs and Dick. Like Babs and Dick could, imme- like the next comic that comes out, they could get married and I would believe it. Whereas I don't see those kinds of things happening with Bruce and Diana. I think that there is still a little bit of like, there's some, there's something that will stop it from happening and going forward whether they whether or not they want it to but but you could also conceivably set up in in the next 5 issues where like they they talk about the situation that happened uh when they were away together they talk about uh the dissolution of the engagement and they decide that they are going to try a relationship like i could i could easily see them just just swinging into it without really any issue uh yeah but i think that they would need to have some sort of build up to it to be canon mm-hmm. they would have to have some kind of conversation they would have to like get somewhere to it whereas right now as babs and dick stand you could just throw them into a relationship and we all be like, yep, okay. And it would, there wouldn't be a beat missed. Uh-huh. You could just, like, they just, they just did before, you know, the rick of everything happened. Right. They just had them just end up, let's see how this goes again. And no one, no one said anything. We're all just like, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And you can just have them in bed together in the next issue and it's all just fine. Yeah. Whereas, Bruce and Diana would still take some setup and they would still take some, especially with where Bruce is now. Mm-hmm. You can't just drop them into a relationship and have it be fine. And that's the only reason that it's like, I think that Bruce, Babs and Dick would be slightly higher. Okay. It's just because it's not, it's not as easy as a come to. You'd still have to have some sort of build up and some sort of how we get to here. Right. Before you could have them be in a relationship. Whereas I feel like Babs and Dick, it's so ingrained in everything that you could just drop them into a relationship in one issue and it'd be fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, but it's, that's, it's just a narrow, like, it's a tie almost for me. Yeah. They could both be up there. It's, I, I'm, I'm totally fine with putting it at, at our no, new number two, um, especially since our current number two is not canon and won't be canon because people hate me. Uh, so going in between Babs and Dick and Babs and Dinah, we have Bruce and Diana, that girl or Batman and Wonder Woman. 
uh, that's that's what happens when you have Batgirl on your screen like five times. You're you're gonna you're gonna slip up. Okay, and next, I uh, I think it I think it's time we go for another uh, bottom shooter, uh, and I think we should talk about. Uh, Damien's mom and dad. <laughs> uh, Centalia. Oh, you mean that's not your top shift? I can't imagine why Girl. a relationship based entirely on manipulation wouldn't be up highest on your list. Oh, God, it's so bad and gross. But they have a baby, a test tube baby. <sighs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> Because every single time, every single time, Talia shows up throughout history, it's always it's some been, bullshit. It's always been some bullshit. It is always She's, been bullshit. She is literally that meme. Well, I guess I'm back on my bullshit. Uh huh. And she, she's always the worst. Oh, I hate her. I hate her so much. She sucks because whenever she comes around, it's she she talks about her dad way too much for an adult, um, <laughs> and and that's that's just something. That She's she, just a daddy's girl. It's fine. Uh, which is okay, fine, whatever. Gross. Like I, Bruce is used to that. He's from Jersey. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Uh, although, if we gave, if we had uh, Marissa Tomei do her my cousin Vinny character as Talia. Like that that's the new Talia no, she... in whatever cartoon. Like that would be no choice. <laughs> no, she's not from Jersey. No, I know, but but it got me thinking about like the Jersey uh kind of uh daddy's girl sort of sort of character. And like if you just put that voice on Talia I think I think it it ends everything between her and Bruce. Like I don't think that he can <laughs> that. Uh, I think because she has an interesting accent and she's uh, not from around here. Uh, I I also think there's a little bit of that aspect of like this that relationship was when he was like late teens, early twenties. Mm-hmm. Like he was at an did not have a lot of real girl experience because he'd been training to be Batman and homeschooled. So like, and homeschooled. <laughs> and so, I know he went to Gotham Academy. Shut up, nerds. He's homeschooled. <laughs> well, okay. so it's that aspect of I have to go down and get my laundry. I didn't have a choice. Oh no. So. <laughs> So it's that aspect of like, um, this is kind of his first real relationship and, you know, made some poor choices, probably wasn't the best decision he could have made. Hashtag relatable. Yeah. Like everybody who has their first relationship not being the best decision that they could have made, maybe accepted things as, you know... Oh, this is fine because you don't know any better. Mm-hmm. It's not like 
It's not like he had any parents to steer him in a better direction. Right. And like, I don't, I don't know how much uh, good dating advice you're going to get from Alfred. Right. Uh, He like controversial opinion. I don't think Alfred fucks. Mm, Disagree. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I, I freaking hate them. Uh, no, I do too. And it's, it's so interesting because for as much as I hate Talia Al Ghul, I love Nissa Al Ghul because she's the top. I don't really know who she is. So Nissa is her sister. <laughs> she's the one that like sleuthed out that everything was bullshit so she has made it her life's mission to kill Ra's al Ghul and end the demon's head so whenever Nissa shows up I'm like hell yes let's go Nissa she rules um, but just because I think she rules doesn't mean that I think she should be dating Batman uh, she's, she's got her own shit going on so, um, yeah, I, I, I want to put, uh, I want to put this one real. Have I told you the thing we said about Bruce having one tattoo? No. That he doesn't, ta- that we just made up a, a thing about, like, he has a total bro tattoo <laughs> that he got from some fucking tribal like sacred tattoo artist when he was training with Rachel Ghoul and he did it to like impress the girl and it's a tattoo that's in like ancient oh man yeah <laughs> did I lose you says one cool thing but and thought he was like being a cool, you know, like every fucking bro who gets a tattoo mm-hmm. for a girl and will not admit that he has it and cannot tell anyone that he has it because no identified right. markings. But the. Yeah, Are I'm you here. still there? I'm here. Um, My phone did a weird thing. Uh, so, uh, here's, here's the only thing about that tattoo. Uh, he's got a ton of money. Why wouldn't he just get it removed? <sighs> Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Hey, take, take three. Okay, I think we're good. So what I was gonna what I was saying is if he has a tattoo that he's not proud of, he's got a ton of money, why wouldn't he just get it removed? Well no, it's because it's like it's a sentimental thing at that point. And so he gets this this bogus like dude bro tattoo that's like in ancient Arabic that he thinks says one thing and it says something completely different. Sure. And you know, he gets it from one of like Rachel Ghoul's like tribal like stick and poke like ancient tattoo ways 
fucking dudes that he just has on hand and he's like doing it totally to impress Talia mm-hmm. and there's probably some like there's probably like a sword and it's one of those things that it's like yeah I could get it removed but it's just like real low on his list of priorities sure but he can't let the kids know that he has it because he has the rule about like identifying markings mm-hmm. and like you can't get a tattoo because and he knows that like the minute Jason finds out he'd be fucking tatted like oh, Jason yeah. would have fucking every inch of visible skin would have a tattoo on it and so like he Jason he can't Damien can't know because Damien culturally would probably want to get tattoos too because everyone in the fucking League of Shadows probably has like eight so I think and, I think what what we just did is we figured out the origins of Suicide Squad Joker it, <laughs> Because because Jason saw uh, Batman's giant phoenix tattoo on his back, and he <laughs> that's where it came from was talking about the phoenix tattoo. <laughs> yep, yep, and 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 that's what that's what happened. He figured it out, and he lost his mind, and he got all tatted up, and now he's the Joker. Yeah, and like Dick won't get tattoos because culturally there's some weirdness with Romani and tattoos so he wouldn't get any by choice and then you know but Jason is the one that he's got to be like and Tim could you know whatever he doesn't give a shit he's a little pussy so you know but specifically Jason can't find out that he has a tattoo because then Jason would just go fucking tat himself up yeah I think I think Tim would probably end up with a tattoo of like a cartoon character like he he would get like the Tasmanian Devil or something like Fucking that. Sonic. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Of course it's Sonic. Of course it's Sonic. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> Anyways, this is how much we don't like Bruce and Talia together. We we broke <laughs> and we decided to talk about tattoos. So it was related to Talia because he I got know. it. I know. Well, yeah. But but um. But also, yeah, we didn't want to talk about her anymore. So I'm I'm gonna say we put it uh, just above Babs and Bruce. Yeah. Although, I, to be fair, if Talia looked like Joelle Jones draws her, I could I get it. I get it. Like that's the only I, thing. I, I also get. would. I also would. Mm-hmm. I remember when you sent me that picture, and I was I was just so mad. <laughs> just mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> so mad! Like, how dare you? <laughs> For, how like, dare you how dare you justify the attractiveness of Talia? Yeah, no, this is not okay. This is this is this is <laughs> unbelievable. You should have just responded with her ordering the death of her own child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh god. Oh, she sucks. She sucks. <laughs> okay. Um who do you want to talk about next? I mean, we haven't talked about Superbat yet. All right. Well, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Well, I mean, I'm not really a, a big super bat person, but I can I can be convinced into it mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I think, you know, it's kind of like the Tony and Steve, too, on the Marvel end of like they spend so much time together and they are on the same kind of level. And like even Justice League, like. He spends the whole movie trying to resurrect this guy that he wanted to kill in the last movie. And it's just because, man, he was like, oh, he was cute. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend. He could be my boyfriend. 
and I screwed up. <laughs> and then he died, and I didn't get a chance to tell him that I love him. Yeah, yeah. And, like, fucking the screenshot of Affleck when when Superman shows up at that, like, final battle after he's he comes back and <laughs> the face that he makes when Superman shows up is just like, my boyfriend's here to rescue us. <laughs> I don't know. I think that they just have that camaraderie thing. I think yeah. their, their friendship, he brings something out in Bruce that is not, that we don't get to see often. Like even in that, in the, um, the, one, the issue that we were talking about with the double date, like, they're spend the whole time kind of competing with each other. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, he can have real conversations with Clark that I don't think that he can have with other people. Because for everyone else, he kind of has to have this, like, Batman facade. And he has to, like, hold up this, this air of being bigger than life and just kind of untouchable and have that mask on yeah. whereas with Clark that there is no facade there because Clark knows that he is just a tiny human man <laughs> that, <laughs> that Clark could just break by thinking about it mm-hmm. and so there isn't that need to like keep up that facade and he can be you know in the same way he can be with Diana he can be vulnerable around Clark because I think Clark doesn't have any pretense of you need to be this big, strong, imposing figure and you need to invoke fear in me. I am not going to be afraid of you. And I also am just too darn lovable for you to hate me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in all other realms of media besides Batman versus Superman, you know, they have that kind of friendship and that camaraderie where Clark is somebody that Bruce can really go and be exposed to on a way that he doesn't really have I mean not even with his kids like I would even argue that even though he has some of that with like Dick I don't think he can really do that on the same level he can't with Clark because I think Clark knows him on a you know there isn't that there isn't that mentor mentee relationship in the way of you know exposed he kind of have to he feels like he still has to be kind of a dad right uh, and it's not even like a dad. It's just that, like, if I show you too much vulnerability, can you respect me as your mentor and as right. a leader and as somebody who taught you? Whereas, you know, with Dick, the answer is always going to be yes, you know, because that is what I need from you. I crave, I, I crave that sort of connection with people of like, ex- Please let, show me that you have some connection to me. I'm like a tiny puppy that just needs to be pet. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the world's tiniest <laughs> and angriest puppy. <laughs> and you know, so I think that that is that is something that he can get from Clark that he can't really get from other people. Mm-hmm. And I think you know, it's it's one of those you'll it'll just wear it down to the point of just like this just falls into a a romance whereas it's not just a it starts as a friendship and then it kind of just ends up that way Mm -hmm. because they're they they are so close and they do spend so much time together and they do have that that level of vulnerability with each other that eventually one day it's just making out (laughs) 
and I just I don't know I think that there's something very cute and very pure about it and not to the same level as like how cute and pure it is with Diana but I think that there's something just very precious about this like big dorkable lovable guy who is way taller than you and is just could kick your ass at any moment Mm -hmm. just wants to give you a big hug and you know and tell you everything's gonna be okay yeah and his mom's name is also martha so like (laughs) (laughs) that solves all of the problems yeah why did you say that name why did you say that why did you say that name (laughs) i don't know dude i can see like what do you want me to say um yeah so so i was also told to just yell pearls at you is that Mm -hmm. uh so with with uh bruce and clark um i i once again go back to uh episode of justice league uh because that's that's such a huge touch point for me uh in terms of actually like really nailing characterization for for a lot of these characters um, and I think of like I know it's an adaptation of the Alan Moore story, but the uh, for the man who has everything. Do you remember that episode? Vaguely, I by the time, but I don't know. I never. I didn't watch Justice League as much as I watched Batman because everything was too much fun. <laughs> and I I was a little punk emo kid. I was punk in high school, so I was you know not See, quite. When 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 I was at that age, I had season one on DVD of uh, Batman the Animated Series, but then I had the full um, both seasons of Justice League Unlimited. Uh, so that was I watched it constantly, uh, and this specific episode was even like automatically downloaded onto my Xbox 360 for no reason. It was just there um when i got it so it's it's this episode where it's um it's clark's birthday so bruce and diana go to the fortress of solitude to give him uh their birthday presents and when they get there uh they find out that um he has already opened a present and it's from mongol and it's that giant flower thing that it uh attaches to his chest oh yeah 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 Um, yeah 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 so he has, fun. he has that dream about like still living on Krypton, but somehow Lois is there and they have a son and his, uh, and Jor-El is alive and like all, all this, it's, it's all of his wildest dreams. Um, but there's this weird feeling of uh, how much Bruce doesn't really get uh get clark so they're um they're talking to each other about like what what they each got him and bruce answers i got him a gift card <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's just this i don't know what to get him and and then like the effort stopped there uh and i think it's a very funny uh, way to look at their relationship um, especially because I've I've had relationships in the past where it, like I always want to give my significant other really interesting and cool 
presence, but there's that point early on in a relationship where you're like, um, I think they like this store, maybe you get them a gift card and it feels lame. And it's like, I just need more time. I didn't expect to start dating you this close to your birthday. Like I, I expected to have at least like four months before you know, this would happen, but like, it's, yeah. Um, so uh, I, I think that's a, a very cute interaction between them. Um, although, and and although, it, it is a very serious and sad episode. I mean, Bruce getting you a gift card though, at least it's going to be like a hefty fucking gift card. It's not going to be like, it's not going to be like 20 bucks. I would yeah. imagine it would have to be a stack of gift cards because I think he would do too much for them to put like on a single one. They would be like, oh no, people are going to think this is fraud if we just have this one card that has that much money on it. We got to divvy this out. So it's probably like, I, I would say like 20 gift cards uh, just just in a grip. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think you're right with that. Um, where do you want to put this on the list? Are, are you thinking high? Or are you thinking middle? I think it's like middle. Look at middle range. Because I can, again, it's like, it's not something that I hardship, but like, you know, if, if somebody, somebody around me is like, let's talk about super bad. I'm like, all right, I can yeah. get behind it. Yeah. Um, let's see. How do you feel about putting it in between uh, Dick and Wally and Dick and Corey? That's fair. That's that's so a good right, spot for right, it. Right in the middle, uh, just splitting it right down. Uh, speaking of gift cards, do you know? I think I've told you this before. Do you know how angry I am that you can't put a dollar on a gift card from the dollar store? Wait, what? You can't get a gift card to the dollar store for just a dollar. You have to put a minimum of $5 on it. And because my brother and I tried to do that for Christmas one year for the white elephant, like dice game thing that we play. We're like, wouldn't it be funny if you got a a gift card for just $1 to the dollar store, to Dollar Tree. And then the funny part is that you have to pay the tax. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you'd have to have like seven cents or whatever (laughs) to pay the tax. I mean, yeah. <laughs> so we thought, and we thought we literally were in the dollar store, fucking dying, laughing at ourselves, thinking we were so funny. And we get to this thing and we put the gift card down. We're like, yeah, can we just put a dollar on this? And the woman starts laughing. And she goes, she goes, I wish I could, but it's got to be a minimum of five dollars. And my uh, brother got so mad. He's like, that's fucking bogus. Uh-huh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. She's like, no, but that's a really funny idea. Because then I said, yeah, then you have to pay the tax. So yeah, speaking of gift cards, it just that forever grinds my gears. Capitalism wins again. Fucking capitalism, man. Yeah, always, always making you spend more than you intend. Hi, Tiger. Hello. Um. Okay. So, uh, that is our new number six. That's Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent, Batman and Superman. Um, and there's one. There's one last one that I want to talk about. Um, but it's not going to be super long. Uh, I just want to kind of gauge how you feel about it too. Uh, and that's Bruce Wayne and Vicky Vale. 
I have no opinion on it whatsoever. It's as far as I'm concerned, she's one of the another one bites the dust relationships. Yeah. yeah. It just has no bearing and no weight to me whatsoever. The the reason I bring it up is just because she has been around for so long and it's just one of those things that every once in a while they they like trot out again and you're like um and you're like go home vicky you thirsty yeah yeah like her, <laughs> vicky, her, you too thirsty her showing up in uh the burton batman movie was uh, it's it's still weird to me like why did you pick vicky vale of all people and like her introduction into the comics uh I want to say she started out in the radio show. Um, Probably. And then they brought her into the comics, but she always felt like uh, a group of people were in a room and they were like, well, we got to give Batman a Lois Lane. Right. Uh, That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, oh, she's just a Lois, I guess. But like, uh, but not a good Lois because Lois is like good at her job. Lois is one of the coolest <laughs> characters in the, in the world. I love right. Lois. So I'm saying she's not like a full Lois because Lois is at minimum good at her job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Vicky Vale is just like, um, I'm here. I always get I always got thrown off too that they like include her in Arkham games too, and I'm just like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing here? Like nobody cares about you. But when she would show up, she would. Uh, she was always just like exposition uh just like okay uh, i'm here and we're doing this thing and now batman has to do that thing okay bye bye um oh you're interviewing bruce wayne in front of arkham asylum you serve no purpose other than to just be a narrator i guess yeah and it let me just play the game (laughs) um and and it's it's uh a position in the story that uh, they also had. Um, oh my god, I'm I'm blanking on his last name. It's the guy who is the creeper. Like he's he's yeah. in there, I, yeah. As as like a radio host, but like he's a more interesting choice for that character than because he at least becomes something. Like he at he least goes- has some weight in the universe. Later, he becomes the creeper. Yeah, and and you never see him become the creeper, but like if you if you know about that character, you're like, oh, okay, I I can use that to shade all of my understanding of what he's doing and what he's saying. So it, it can it can have this this interesting thing to it. Whereas Vicky, it's just like, I don't know, she becomes uh, nope, she's still she's still just a news reporter. Like that's that's it. That's oh, you've got no is. other. You've got no other purpose other than to be like, slain. Uh huh. Uh huh. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So, not not a great relationship. Kind she's of. Kind not of even nothing. worthy of the list. You you don't even want to rank <laughs> she's it. Not even. She's not even worthy of a rank because like okay. even when she's there, she's you know Bruce has so many of these like relationships that are just they're there for like. A plot twist uh-huh. and for no other reason like Jezebel Jet and like Vicky Vale like they only make trot out Vicky Vale when they want to do a oh no is Bruce Wayne Batman he might be exposed storyline and yeah. you know like 
Jezebel was solely there to fuck him over later. And uh-huh. like, there's, there aren't, they don't have any weight or merit. They're just kind of like bitches that are there. And yeah. then, you know, they are a plot twist entirely or a, you know, subplot storyline. And they have no real purpose. He doesn't, he clearly has no real affection or interest in them. No. The, the, only, the only real reason I wanted to bring it up is because I, I do think that there's probably a contingent of people out there who think that the, the Burton Batman is the best movie that's ever been made and they're wrong, but whatever, they can have their opinion uh, that might hold some certain affection for that, uh, that relationship. So that's the only reason I really wanted to bring it up. Yeah. No, I mean, I wouldn't even rank her because she's got no no value. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't ever really actually have any feelings for her. She's never around long enough for it to matter. Yeah. She solely still exists to be a plot point. And, you know, think, I mean, I will say at minimum, at least they haven't fridged her to be a plot That's point. That's true. That's true. Uh, that she has been given that level of dignity. So, you know, not everybody can say that. Oh, R.I.P. Alex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Green Lanterns. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I'm I'm actually gonna have to do some studying on on Green Lantern to actually like be able to. We might have to do that as like a Justice League uh, mishmash. Uh, yeah uh, well i mean i would do green lanterns because i would just do like rank ships within the lanterns like of the lanterns as a whole i wouldn't do just how because he kind of just has that one and like john kind of has like his dead wife and uh, then um i mean i i've 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 Clear and then, like, down. hot girl from yes. the cartoon. <laughs> yes. But, like, I, yeah, hot I was thinking girl. mostly. Um... Hot girl and Green Lantern, like, wonderful ship. I, yeah. I love them together. Um, and, like, you know. Mostly because I also very much hate Hawkman. Uh, he is the worst. He's um, just a different Jan- Daniel Jackson. Yeah, he's just a different Daniel Jackson. And then he was played by Daniel Jackson. <laughs> oh, God, he sucks. That he was, was okay, he was that okay was... when he was Daniel Jackson. Yeah, but like that was the best thing about um, Legends of Tomorrow when they, they, in, they started off the show and they're like, okay, here's Hawkman, here's Hawkgirl. They're fucking destined to be together. They have this whole weird history. You're going to have to deal with it, even though he sucks. And then, like, three episodes in, they fucking killed him off. And I was just good. like, oh, this show's good. This by, show- di- by different Daniel Jackson. <laughs> uh, and then didn't they just make her a lesbian? Yes. Perfect. Uh, which, is, which is the Legends of Tomorrow uh, seal of approval where it's just like um, we're just going to make them lesbians and everybody's like okay sold great <laughs> they're just gay now okay this show's no great. complaints and, no complaints the show should be called uh, Sarah Lance time traveling lesbian I'm, I'm that is what that show is to me okay 
Well, I have one crack ship to throw on here just because I have had two entire episodes where we've discussed Batman characters and have not brought up my my trash my trash uncle teabag. Oh no. <laughs> Listen, 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 there is no man in any world that has a bigger boner for Bruce Wayne than Tommy Elliott does. Yeah. And and especially with what a fucking psychopath he is and his goddamn plastic, his sudden plastic surgery abilities where he makes himself look like Bruce and then he wants to fuck Bruce. And he fucks Bruce while looking like Bruce. He's like, and that if, is if, hilarious. What if you made Clayface grosser? <laughs> what if Clayface was also had also a boner for Batman? Yeah, yeah. There, there is a very strange series of Batman villains where uh they just do fucked up surgery things um because you got hush you got uh you got uh fucking professor pig and Mm -hmm. and with the um was it snyder writing when joker cut his face off or was that it was that was snyder okay that was snyder uh, these people need to stop fucking with their faces. Like, just, just, just stop it. Like, it's horrible, and I hate it. Like every time. It well, happens, we never. Fun. At least we never have to see it when Tommy does it. Like, it's usually just done. Like yeah. he just, you know, now he looks like Dick. But also, like, <laughs> oh, God, which is just great. Him. <laughs> I, I know you hate him. I love him. Uh, I love him because he's garbage. Listen. Just a pit. <clears throat> yeah, but you... The one thing you can appreciate about him from, you know, your point of view is, man, there is no one in the, in the DC universe, arguably including Batman and Jim Gordon, that hates the Joker more than Tommy Elliot does. Because, man, does he fucking hate the Joker. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> like, he, like, there is an entire story of the two of them just fucking each other over. And, like, it's amazing. Because, man, like, if he gets, if he gets the chance, he'll just fucking kill the Joker. And then he'll be like, look, fucking problem solved. You're welcome. Oh, man. Listen, he brings everything to the table that I enjoy. He's a soulless ginger. He has a he has a weird sexual fetish for Bruce Wayne. And uh, I am, you know, I'm a big fan of fucking whacked out doctors and I'm into it. And um, listen. He changed his face to look like Dick Grayson because Bruce loves nobody the way he loves Dick Grayson. (laughs) And he is so jealous of of Bruce's love for Dick Grayson that he made himself look like Dick. If that isn't enough to sail that ship. um, Oh, I sink it. I sink it so hard. No, my, I mean, the, 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 
Dick Grayson, Bruce Wayne ship. Oh, yeah. Like, if that's not enough to sail that ship, fucking Tommy ships it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, is, that is fair. I guarantee you Tommy Elliott has fucking Bruce and Dick fan fiction in his, in his weirdo law. Tommy, no, Tommy Elliott writes the fan fiction where you write it as a self-insert and so you write a story about you having sex with the person in the fictional character in the fan fiction uh, oh my so god so he's one of those he's one of those people that like it's a story about him being the love interest for batman on fanfiction.net oh man self-insert stuff is so weird yeah uh, he he probably also writes those like and reader, but he's the only one that reads it. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. One view, and it's him. <laughs> oh man! Okay, I'm I'm calling <laughs> shot. I'm, I'm saying this goes below Talia <laughs> and above Babs and Bruce. <laughs> yes. I don't ship it. I just love the concept of that. No, I, I, and I get, I get that. But in, in terms of like having to rank it against all this other stuff, like yeah. it is bad. <laughs> I, oh God, I hate it. Uncle Teabag. <sighs> oh man. Yeah. I'm please putting, don't call yourself right. that. Please, please don't. Oh God. And you know what? And you know what? He's just going to keep showing up. I know. He's just going to keep showing I up. I know. That book has sold a billion copies and everybody. I know. Listen. Good. I love him. I love him. And they're making the animated this year. It's like my time. My time is now. Have they said who's going to play Tommy? No, but if they don't do it like they did in Arkham, in, in the Arkham games... Where it's, where it's Kevin Conroy it's, for both of them. I, yeah. I, what are we even doing? Yeah. Like, like why did we that, even do this? That's kind of where I was going with it, where, like, that was such a cool touch to do it. Like, if, if he has to be here, at least you're doing that part, like, in a really cool way. Um, it, it's not, does he have to be here? He gets to be here. Uh... <laughs> Listen, I, I'm going to throw a choice at you, and you're going to have to pick the Joker or Hush. I, um, Joker. Joker. Ser- seriously? Joker. Wow. Because, because there have been, like the Batman animated series, like Joker's cool in that. Like Joker is is well written. He's an interesting character. He's not, you know, being a tryhard. And I don't. <laughs> I don't <laughs> come on, he is, he is the no, most. I just tryhard. love that. I just love that. I just love the God. I just liked the description. That's all. I he wasn't. Is. He's a he's a fucking tryhard in so many other things, which is why I didn't like. I I I actually appreciated Suicide Squad for that because I was like, yes, good. Now all of you can see how shitty the Joker is. Um, but like it when he, in the Dark Knight, like Heath Ledger's very good as him. Uh, Pass. Batman Burton, like he's he's 
like he's he's at least interesting in the in those things like i don't out outright hate him at that point mostly because in babs isn't there <laughs> in those portrayals babs isn't there and he doesn't have that weird um sexual part that people decide that joker needs and it's like mm, he does not need that he, this is gross uh, <laughs> he does not need that this is gross like yeah, it's it's so it's so so like there are points where i have enjoyed joker whereas whenever hush shows up he's he's the male talia where every when whenever he shows up i'm like oh, fuck now we're doing this shit. That just, that just hurts me. It's it just hurts me on so many levels. Like I, I completely accept that he's fucking trash, but also he's he's my level of trash because it's just a different angle. Like his entire motivation is he just is obsessed with Bruce Wayne, which is. Mm-hmm different take on a Batman villain and is a completely different type of a Batman villain that is just, you know, you know, similar to how I love Ty Stone in, in Iron Man comics. Whenever Ty shows up, I'm like, fucking Ty. Like all you are is just fucking, you've got a boner for Tony Mm -hmm. and you just want to, you know, and you just, you're that, you know, he didn't like me enough, so now I'm going to ruin his life. He's uh, a Lifetime movie is what he is. Uh-huh. He's a goddamn Lifetime movie where he's stalker that wasn't loved enough as a child and literally was not loved enough as a child. Well, when you kill your own parents. He that's... didn't kill his, he killed his father. He did not succeed at killing his mother. That's right. But that's arguably right. his mother was garbage. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I kind of get where he was coming from. Yeah. It was a li- there was a little abuse going on there. I mean, fair, but like also, uh, go to therapy. Uh, I mean, like, figure it out, man. Like, I don't but know. also, when your parent is your abuser, yes, I know, I am aware. It is difficult, you know. Also, sociopath. So, like, there, you know, there mm-hmm. was no, there's no. Anyway, potential. We've gone we've gone off into a tangent about my love for Hush. Yeah, and I'm not sorry about it. Never will be sorry about it. Right. So uh, we had kind of touched upon this last episode. We talked about how we might do uh, Superman in this episode, but uh, here's the thing: uh, there's like three Superman ships, um, and uh, the only good one is Lois. So, like, do you just want to rank Lois and Clark on this as a little bit of a bonus? Yeah, because, well, we already did Superbat. Yeah. So we can throw on Lois and Clark. I mean, I would throw them up at the top there. I think it would be like, you know, I think that's the one that I would put above Babs and Dick because they are a longstanding, it is, they are such a ship that you can't think of anybody you'd rather see Clark with than Lois. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and like, like it's whenever I think about uh, Clark and Lois, I always think about that, that uh, Twitter uh, that is just Clark constantly saying uh, Lois 
and then bringing up, <laughs> bringing up the dumbest things. And that um, is so wonderful and so wholesome because you're just like, she puts up with a lot. <laughs> like, yeah. She, she puts up with a lot of. Uh... Oop, let me just sneak right past you. Like, and that's the thing every time they have tried to pair Superman up with somebody else, which is rare. Like, the, there's there's been a few times where they try it with Wonder Woman, and every time you're just like, uh, no. It feels like a shoehorn. It feels like you're trying to make this ship happen because they're, ba- they're Superman and Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. And, like, the only time it's ever been, like, a real ship is the le- the evil version of the Justice League where they're like Superman like and Superwoman yeah and they they also did it in Injustice uh, yeah which is the the um alternate universe where Superman becomes a authoritarian authoritarian well but in Injustice wasn't it because Lois died and then yeah, Isn't that yeah. what starts in Justice? Is yeah. Lois dies, and 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 then he kills the Joker, yeah, or something. Exactly, because the Joker like brainwashed him. Look, I like those games, but like the the story in that. First no, game, the game is great. The storyline is stupid, and they lost me at killing Dick because he hit fell on a rock. Yeah. <laughs> this is stupid there's there's stuff to like in in those games but um and the second game's story uh is is a marked improvement um but it's still like there's still that stuff where it's like uh yeah we've got wonder woman pledging fealty to superman and it's like no pass yeah Mm, no um so you you want to put lois and clark at the top yeah because i think that they're an unsinkable ship i think you're right i think they're probably the strongest ship i don't i don't know anyone who doesn't who doesn't think that lois and clark belong together Mm -hmm. yeah no i i uh it's not my my favorite ship but no, but it's an unsinkable ship. Yeah, if we're if we're ranking it on the basis of like what is the best, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it's gonna be our new number one. Ooh, okay. Dethroned. Dethroned. I didn't expect it to happen this early. I really didn't. I mean, we did get to Batman and Super. We did get to Superman <laughs> in the second episode. So. Right, we got to Superman. We got two Superman ships in there for you, people. Uh, so that's that's good. That's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, so are we doing? Did we decide Spider Man next episode? Spider Man next episode. I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of ships that we can talk about. There's so much we can do with Spider Man. Yeah, like it, there's. He's he's an interesting character because I think that he works in a lot of relationships while also not working at all in a lot of relationships. So he, he has one of the most interesting love lives of uh, comic characters, uh, 
which you wouldn't expect for you know nerdy Peter Parker, but you know uh, that's the way it goes sometimes. I mean, are you sure you can handle doing a Spider-Man episode? I uh, yes, yes, I can. I can. Okay. Um, it's gonna be a, a bridge we cross, but uh, hopefully, I can just. I mean, it's better to just rip off the bandaid. Yeah, exactly. Do it early. Just get it up. We don't have to talk. We don't have to talk about her for too long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that'll do it for the shipping manifest this week. Uh, I've been Kyle Lee. And I'm Kelsey Nicole. And uh, we'll see you in two more weeks with our Spider-Man ships episode. See you then. Bye.